shattered to unbreakable. Listen here, sweet sister. Whether you think you have one little crack or you are shattered into a billion pieces, this podcast is going to give you the resources, tools, and skills to help piece yourself back together to form a beautiful, unique, solid, and unbreakable masterpiece. You are listening to Shattered to Unbreakable, the Reclaim Podcast. Let's talk. Hey guys, welcome to your second little snippet of season three, the Reclaim podcast called Shattered to Unbreakable. I'm your host, Brandy Babin, and I'm coming to you tonight without my fancy microphone because I forgot it at work. So that's fun. (laughs) Hopefully you can hear me okay. Uh, Tonight I'm going to tackle the, the subject of forgiveness. And because forgiveness can mean so many things. I'm not necessarily giving you advice or telling you what uh, you should do. I'm going to give you some ideas to ponder and meditate on. So there are so many facets of this. If you are a Christian, forgiveness means no matter what, somebody gets that second chance. And that can come in handy for so many healing reasons. So forgiving people who are um, sorry and are coming to you because they really did mess up and they're like, hey, I messed up. I'm so sorry I hurt you. Can I have another chance? That's different than somebody who is continuously hurting you without saying sorry, without realizing what they're doing. They're actually still blaming you for what's going on and then being told to forgive them that can be dangerous in a sense that for some people it can mean letting those people continue to be a part of your life and when you are going through a relationship that's abusive or people that are antagonistic meaning they are toxic narcissistic or they really are only thinking about themselves and their agenda and how can you help their agenda further itself versus actually thinking about your relationship and their actions and your actions and how that's playing together for common purpose. So it's very different. It's very different than just forgiving somebody who's sorry after doing something one time or two times. Um, And there's so many different scriptures in the Bible about this. What I would caution everyone on is to look at the context of how it was written, of who wrote it, of who they were speaking to, of what their writing style was, of the translation differences. There are so many things that go into reading and interpreting the Bible scripture. And where we get in trouble is when we take something out of context and we use it as warfare or justification. So we've heard all of the different scripture where it's like, don't forgive seven times, but 77 times. You know, Jesus said we never stop forgiving. What I do find interesting are there is there there are also parts in the Bible that says you're only required to forgive upon them repenting, right? So it's like in the Gospel of Luke, which is still Jesus, is like, yes, if they repent, forgive. If they're not repenting, though, what does that look like? So again, I'm not telling you what's right or wrong. I'm only giving you things to think about. Those of us who have gone through traumatic experiences or are dealing with toxic people, the forgiveness looks very different. If if someone's telling you to forgive in that instance, it's actually opening you up to continuing the abuse. 
So people will try to guilt trip you saying, well, you need forgiveness. You need forgiveness. I really, I tried going that route um, when I was stepping away from my abusive relationship. And my therapist actually cautioned me on praying for my abuser and forgiving my abuser and having this mindset of compassion and empathy. She cautioned me on that. And it was because in order to heal properly, I needed to have some sort of sense of anger for being abused and you know being a Christian who's really trying hard to be holy and and follow Christ it was really hard to be angry I felt hurt I felt sad but these feelings of I have to forgive and I, I have to treat him like he like I would want him to treat me even like regardless of what's going on I have to be the bigger person I have to be nice. I have to be cordial. This was all damaging to me because I was letting, they they play you. So they know you're compassionate. They know that you want to be a better person. They know that you are very vested in your faith journey and your relationship with God and they'll use it. They'll use it as a weapon. That's when it becomes dangerous. When they take that and they're like, all I have to do is say X, Y, and Z and she'll forgive me and I'll use it as a guilt trip and everything will be hunky-dory for me, you know. And so it wasn't until I finally was like, I'm not going to keep doing this. I can't let you keep coming in and destroying me every chance you get. And so my therapist was saying, "Um, you've got to let other people pray for him right now. He's got plenty of people praying for him. He can find his own forgiveness a confession. It's not your responsibility to do that right now. It's your responsibility to heal. And you can't heal when you continue to see him as somebody that is allowed to be in your life. And it, it, it was a huge shift for me. And I think what put it really well, um, I follow somebody on Instagram who talks about when you're recovering from narcissistic abuse, uh, since we talked about that on Tuesday, This is something where you're not actually forgiving them because they're repeat offenders. They will keep abusing you for as long as you have contact with them. They are literally incapable of changing, of getting better, of healing, of leaving you be. They have to keep abusing you in order for them to have supply, to um, guard their reputation, to hold up this perfect picture of perfection that they've painted for their community, their family, all of your mutual friends. They can't stop abusing you. It's dangerous to them to stop. And it lets them live their life the way they want it, when they want it, how they want it. So she said the forgiveness actually comes less with you forgiving them, but forgiving yourself. There's a lot of self-shame and self-blame when you're a victim of toxic abuse and emotional abuse and psychological abuse. Where, and people ask you, why did you stay? Why did you stay? You know, that's, that's a form of victim shaming, is asking people, why did you stay? Well, we don't know. We tried to leave several times. Um, and then when you finally get out and you're able to step back and look at the bigger picture, it's because they painted this picture of a dream world for you. And they presented that to you and were like, here, I can offer you this. And you're like, oh yeah, that would be nice. And then you believe it. And so then you stay and it goes really well. This is your dream life, your dream man, your everything. And all the promises are exactly what you've always wanted. This is what makes you stay. Because it's a, you would be stupid to say no to your dream life, right? And that's what they're showing you. And 
then when they get you back in, they let you open up and, and confide in them, and then they use it against you the next time, and each time becomes harder and harder to leave. Um, so you have to forgive yourself for that. You have to forgive yourself for um, being fooled. You feel stupid when you go through something like this, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I stayed. I think it's stupid too. Now that I'm out of it, I can look back and say, yes, this sucks. And honestly, every time you leave and you tell people and you're like, I left, they're like, thank God. And then you go back and you feel ashamed and embarrassed because you went back. But you're trying to save your family. You're trying to save your marriage. You're trying to do the best that you can. And they're using all of that against you, this try, this compassion as tools to keep you there. So you so you start to feel very embarrassed and then you, you're kind of afraid to tell anybody you want to leave or, you know, it just becomes harder and harder. So, and then if you have kids with the person, you have to forgive yourself for bringing other lives into the, the mess and creating chaos in these poor, innocent kids that are now experiencing a lifetime of emotional abuse because you didn't leave soon enough. But at the same time, if you did, you wouldn't have them. It's just very... Oh, it's such a hard dynamic. So I'm leaving you with thoughts today of what what does forgiveness look like in different instances. And, you know, this talk of forgiveness really shouldn't be something you're telling someone else to do. It shouldn't be a, you should forgive him, you should forgive her, you should forgive, you should, you should, you should. Forgiveness should be a very intrinsic personal experience. And it, and it needs to be something between you and your maker. And it really should only be you seeking forgiveness from God. And I just struggle with the idea of forgiving anyone else unless they ask for it. Because who are you to judge them or whether they should or should not be forgiven? You know, if someone comes to you and they're like, I'm really sorry, then you can say, I forgive you, you know, that's fine. And what I love about the Catholic faith is that when you go to confession, your sins are only forgiven if you give a true confession. You are truly sorry for your sins and you resolve to sin no more. That means you're coming to the person and you're saying, I am truly sorry for what I did and I am not going to do it again. I'm going to do everything in my power to not do it again. That's what a true apology is that then warrants true forgiveness. So if somebody comes to you and they have a fake sorry, it doesn't matter if you forgive them or not. They're truly not forgiven because of their own heart and their own intentions. You can say, if they're truly sorry, I forgive them. I know people mess up. They make mistakes. I have. You know, I would hate it if people didn't forgive me for my mistakes I've made where I'm truly sorry. But forgiveness is more healing if you're making it intrinsic, you really should only seek forgiveness for yourself, being truly sorry, and you can forgive yourself because you understand your own intentions and motives. But when it comes to telling a victim of abuse to forgive someone, my opinion is just let's not go there. <laughs> let's just not go there. Like, especially if they're a repeat abuser, narcissistic, antagonistic. These people don't want to get better. They don't want to stop abusing and they never will. Forgiveness is a 
whole nother realm in this instance. And so I just wanted to bring that up. The difference between forgiving somebody for something where they truly did mess up and they're sorry versus telling someone to forgive a repeat offender. It's just two wholly different topics. I would love to know your guys' point of view on this. There are comments and questions in the show notes, so let me know what you think on this topic. I'll talk to you next week. Stay sparkly. Thanks for listening, you guys. I wanted to let you know our website has changed. Our new website is called thereclaimstrategy.com. I think it is so fitting. We also have a whole university full of free courses and downloads. So please go check that out. It's called The Reclaim University or Reclaim You. I thought of it all by myself. So proud. And so hop on there and download some resources. Um, Also, I would love for you to share this podcast. The more women we can get in front of, the more women we can save, and the more children we can affect. I love you guys. Stay sparkly. I'll see you next week.